Bella's Into Bud, the podcast that ought to have been a book. Today's episode is going to be a solo chat by Beth, that's me, talking about my experience at the International Indian Film Academy Awards, or IFAs, that were held in Toronto in Canada last weekend. In the interest of getting this episode up and running, Amrita sent me a list of questions to answer, so we're just going to pretend that she's interviewing me and I'm answering. Her first question was, what made me decide to go to IFA, which I think is actually a really (laughs) insightful question. Anyone who reads my site will know that I don't really pay particular attention to new films because I never know what I'm going to get to see when it comes out, and therefore the current awards don't particularly interest me either. And plus you can make all the usual claims about who do they really represent and things like that. The reason I went to these particular awards is because they were held in Toronto, which is where I went to graduate school from 1996 to 98. And Toronto specifically, but Canada more generally, uh, have felt like my adopted home for a really long time. So I just thought this would be a fun prompt to actually get me to go back and visit Toronto, where I haven't been for seven years. You know, I had heard that tickets were really hard to get, but I happened to be on the Ticketmaster website at the right time, and I got a ticket. I was really stupid and only got one ticket. So it was me sitting by myself with an empty seat on one side of me and a dour Punjabi couple on my right who didn't really seem to be having a good time at all, despite the fact that they had actually bothered to get tickets and show up. I'm kind of wondering why they didn't try to sell their tickets to somebody else since they didn't seem to want to be there. Being at this event really reminded me of the two Bollywood stage shows that I've been to. I went to see the Heat Live tour in 2006 and then the Bachchan Family Unforgettable tour a couple years after that. And this seemed to be pretty much exactly like those except with less performing and more comic patter in between numbers or actual the actual presentation of awards. So if you kind of mixed up one of those Bollywood stage shows with something like a high school graduation where they're doling out awards to lots and lots of the graduates, I think you'd get the approximate feel. Oh, plus, you know, something like the Dean Martin show, you would you would get the approximate feel of the awards. The awards were held in the Rogers Center, which is the baseball stadium for the Toronto Blue Jays. According to Wikipedia, this seats anywhere between about 40,000 and 60,000 people. I would estimate that there were probably about 20,000 people at the IFAs. There were um, several sections of the whole stadium, you know, from, from floor to ceiling being used, plus quite a few seats on the floor for VIPs and probably people with very deep pockets or deeper than I had. I was seven rows from the back of the stadium, so very high up in the nosebleed seats, so I couldn't really see much of what was going on in terms of faces or anything like that. I could see what was going on in stage, like there are three people and one of them, you know, one of them is uh, clowning around or whatever, and of course I could get a good scope of the dance numbers, but I couldn't see any facial expressions without the aid of the, you know, jumbotrons on either side of the stage. Ticket prices fell into a big range. I got a ticket for about $45 Canadian plus tax. I heard the tickets were being scalped at around $800. I would feel really bad for anybody who paid $800 to go to this event unless they were in, you know, the third row or better of the floor because it was just it was just too hard to see, I think from pretty much anywhere in the stadium if you were actually in the stadium seats as opposed to something on the floor. And even on the floor if you were towards the back, I suspect you couldn't see very well either, although I haven't heard from anyone who sat down there whether that was true. I would approximate that there were something like 20,000 people there, uh, and the only time I really noticed how big the crowd was 
was when I was waiting to get into the stadium. We're all in our lines at the actual gates outside the stadium, and the the stadium staff did not open the gates for about 45 minutes after they were supposed to, so people were getting really restless, which of course highlights how many people there are. The performances were most definitely the highlight of the evening for me. There were, uh, I think, five or six big staged performance numbers, apart from the patter by the two hosts, Bowman Arani and Ritesh Deshmukh, so the you know actual dances. Um, the only one that was not good at all, I would say, was Kangana Rano, who did a medley of songs from Tanu Weds Manu. And she looked like she was both very tired and didn't know her choreography very well. And I just think that whole number should have been scrapped. That was really disappointing. And if I recall correctly, it was the first one. So that got the whole, you know, the sort of song and dance aspect of it off to a really bad foot. I don't know anything about her as a dancer, and I don't know if this was typical from her, but it really, it I think that was just a mistake to include it, and I don't know what they could have done instead if this was kind of a last-minute problem, but that was that was really bad. Other than that, the performances were excellent. Shah Rukh Khan was supposed to dance at the end, but he's injured right now, so he couldn't, and there was a, I thought, really quite successful and fun kind of compromise, which included him helping co-hosts throughout the evening, which maybe was planned as well, I don't know. And then at the end, instead of doing a big dance number, he did several smaller sort of jokes about dances in which he explained how particular dance moves were inspired by, you know, real life events, not by an actual choreographer. So things like dabong dance moves being inspired by someone needing to adjust how their shirt was tucked in, things like that, which, which were pretty funny. And the backup dancers did a great job going along with that. One of the friends I met up with in Toronto, the blogger Dolce and Namak of the blog by the same name takes dance from the Shymuk dance troupe in Toronto and they were the backup dancers for this. She's friends with a lot of the dancers and so I actually met one of them the day after the awards and um, heard a little bit about how a lot of this was thrown together last minute and you would never guess it from watching from the audience or at least someone with my knowledge and perception of dance would never guess it. I thought they did an absolutely fantastic job. My favorite performance was Ranveer Singh from Band Bajabharat. He did a, a couple of different songs, sort of smaller bits of songs, and was incredibly energetic. It is satisfying to see somebody behaving like they are having the time of their lives when they're in a situation like him, which I imagine is just, you know, his world has probably changed in ways well beyond his wildest dreams, even in the just the last six or seven months since that movie came out at the end of 2010. And he really seemed like he was happy and grateful to be at an event like this with 20,000 people cheering from him. He was very popular. He got a lot of screams from the audience. And I would say he probably got the most behind only Shah Rukh Khan. So very popular in Toronto is our Ranveer Singh. (laughs) And he just seemed to be having a great time. And that's, you know, that's great to see. You would hope that someone who's young and has not been doing this kind of thing for very long would be excited about it and he really acted like it. Also on the subject of performances, I would just like to talk briefly about the sets. The stage of the performance area was incredibly shiny and I don't know if it was slippery but from where I was sitting it almost looked liquid and I'm really wondering how they uh, did that without the performers actually sliding on it. The sets were really cool. They changed them around quite a bit for the different songs. At one point, Bipasha Basu came out from behind uh, what I think was a giant silver peacock plume 
And when all three of the Dale men were on stage, uh, one of their set pieces included a giant yellow light-up turban, which went along with uh, how they were being billed as the Sons of Punjab, I think. Um, And it had a big red light-up I don't know if it's a feather or, or what coming out of it, like a tassel coming out of the top of it. And I will try to put a picture of that in the post to go with this podcast because that was that was just hilarious. And and I just part of me wondered, I hope they get good bang for their buck out of that because I don't know what on earth you could possibly reuse it for. It's kind of a one time item. My other favorite piece of this set itself was uh, at the end when Shahrukh had his big number. He came out on, uh, I'd say, 15 foot high white Victorian style bicycle, one of those bikes that has the huge front wheel and the tiny back wheel. And he had to climb down it very carefully because he's injured. I just have no idea what that was supposed to be a reference to, if anything, uh, if there was supposed to be a song that went with it somehow that they cut. Is he doing a movie set in the 19th century? Is he doing a movie about bicycles? I really have no idea. Uh, maybe the corporate sponsor of the show, Floriana, maybe they make bicycles. I don't know. Yeah, a giant white Victorian bicycle with the King of Bollywood on top of it was really, you know, I never would have expected that, and I'm so glad to have seen it. I had to laugh when I read this next question that Amrita sent me. She asked, what was my angry moment during the IFAS? <laughs> And I think it's great that she assumed that I had an angry moment because I did. Um, Earlier on Saturday, which was the day of the awards, I had gotten admission to a music workshop, they were calling it, that featured Javed Akhtar, Vishal Bardwaj, Shankar Esan Loy, and Salim Merchant. It was really more of a panel discussion than it was a workshop, but it had been promoted as being open to music students, and I just decided on a whim I would email and see if I could get in, and they let me in, which was pretty fun. So I went to that in the morning, and it it was a mixed audience. There were a lot of, I'd say, university student-aged people there, but there were a few families, and a few of the celebrities attending the IFAs were also in the audience, like Rekha Bardwaj and Shabana Azmi, uh, Subhash Gai, and Rakesh Umprakash Mera. So this event was um, emceed by a local Toronto radio host, or that's whom I'm told he was, and he opened the floor up to questions at one point and made the mistake of choosing to ask questions, people he kept identifying as beautiful young ladies, who unfortunately, for the name of women everywhere, really just wanted to squee at the stars and say things like, I've loved you for years, will you please sing a song for me? Or will you sing this line of this song for me? That just really dragged down the tone of the event. And I I was irritated because that was an amazing panel of people. I don't know how often that particular group of people gets together to talk about music in, in films and how music in films works and how they work together and things like that. But those people are so uniquely qualified to talk about this question, which is a huge part of Indian cinema and is one of the things that attracts viewers from around the world to Indian cinema. So it just seemed like a real a real waste of an opportunity. Fortunately, the MC also called on some of the celebs in the audience, like Shabana Azmi, and Mara um, and Javed Jeffrey, even, they all asked really good questions that the panelists did respond to in some way, although not as fully as I would have liked and not with 
any kind of particularly unique insight as far as I could tell. I think you could have put almost any musician up there or any creative person, someone in the arts of any kind who would have commented on the creative process in a fairly similar way. So that was disappointing. Um, and I just, it made me irritated also because it just, it gave the impression that movie fans are actually eight years old all the time. And it's fine to have your eight-year-old moments or your 12-year-old moments or whatever and squee for your favorite stars. And of course, that's one of the reasons it's fun to go to something like IFA. But when you actually have a much smaller crowd with a set of people who are there under the principle of talking about a certain topic, let's let them talk about that topic and let's have an actual conversation or even a lecture about that topic and what could have been a really interesting, insightful and I will even go so far as to say intellectual discussion got bogged down by a lot of stupid fan behavior that I found really off-putting and kind of depressing, frankly. So that was really frustrating. My biggest squee moment, or my moment of indulging my inner 13-year-old, came the day after the IFA Awards. The Toronto International Film Festival organization is hosting a retrospective of Raj Kapoor films that was kicked off on the Sunday after the awards. So there was a a small-scale red carpet outside one of the TIFF theaters, and many of the Kapoor family were there. And I got to see Nitu Singh in person from about four feet away and I didn't get to shake her hand or anything or even talk to her but it was just thrilling to me to see her in real life and I don't know why this is it was just seeing her in person just I can't explain it. It felt so special. So I, you know, I have my moment of squee and then I kind of think, what am I, what am I so excited about? What does it really matter? But there's something, there's something about just seeing her that made me so happy. And I think it was partly because she looked happy and I don't know if Nitu Singh is happy in, in her life. I hope she is. It was thrilling to see her in person. Also on that red carpet were, of course, Rishi Kapoor and Zinat Aman was there also. They were also really pretty exciting to see in person. I think partly because I never really thought I would see Zinat Aman in person, so it was just kind of fun. And of course, the the women were looking super stylish. Um, at one point earlier in the week, I had seen Zinat Aman in the hotel, and she had giant sunglasses perched on top of her head, which is how I think of her anyway, <laughs> since she was famous in the 70s. So it was just, it was just fun to see them in, in real life. My other squee moment, which I did actually manage to keep under wraps and not literally squee, was the Wednesday before the awards, there was another panel discussion with Javed Akhtar, Shabana Azmi, Kabir Bedi, Lisa Ray, and a local um, Indian-Canadian film producer at the Royal Ontario Museum talking about Hollywood, Bollywood, and sort of the differences among them and similarities among them. And that only lasted an hour or so, but that actually had some really good conversation at it. And the people who were attending it, I think were not really of the fanboy, fangirl, squee type, or if they were, they kept it under wraps like I did. And there were some pretty good questions from the audience there about how the different industries work, what they might learn from each other, how they could work together more. Is there potential for them to grow in each other's audiences and things like that? And, you know, I knew that Shabana Asmi and Javed Akhtar would say intelligent things. Kabir Betty was amazing to listen to at that because... I hadn't realized exactly how international his resume is. And it, it, you know, it's 
pretty mind-bogglingly international. And he, he made a really good point about how each of them should not try to outdo the other in the other's strengths. So no one can out Hollywood Hollywood, no one can out Bollywood Bollywood, but if they have traits or if there are influences in each that the others would like to use, that makes sense. And if they are applied in ways that suit the story and suit the project, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. And that that was probably the best way to grow in each other's sort of target audiences or primary audiences, which I thought was a really intelligent answer to that question. I had been asked that question quite a bit over the course of the weekend in the in the various um, sort of media run-ins I happened to have with uh, Canadian and some British reporters who were there. I just, I really liked what he said because that makes sense and it leaves open the idea that none of these categories is exactly fixed or immutable and that, of course, different kinds of arts borrow from each other and feel influence from one another. And of course, arts can reach anyone who is open to being reached by them. So that was a really great, you know, 75 minutes of talk about the film industry and film culture as a whole. And I have to say that that added immeasurably to the actual content of the IFA weekend for me. I think that I could chalk the whole thing up as just fan craziness if it hadn't been for that panel and I was really grateful to have gotten to go to it. Amrita also wanted to know if I if there were any moments in the IFAs that made me go ew and the only one I can really think of is that several times throughout the evening there were probably not exactly full-on gay jokes between Ritesh Deshmukh, Bomana Rani, and Shah Rukh Khan, but there were a few sort of statements they were kind of heading in that direction. And like the fangirl behavior at the music workshop, I just felt that that was a little bit juvenile and unnecessary. I mean, you all know that I have issues with how Hindi films tend to depict homosexuality anyway, so it was just a little, again, it was disappointing to see it full-blown in all its glitzy glamour. It seemed out of place and inappropriate and irrelevant as well as juvenile. Sad moments. Amrita wants to know if there were any sad moments. I thought that the performance of the three deal men was maybe a little on the sad side. Part of the problem with it for me was that the camera system being used by the stadium was not working correctly or was not being used correctly when the Dale boys were on stage. So instead of panning to the faces of the performers, all you saw was kind of a wide shot of this stage as a whole, which I could already see from where I was sitting, not as in good of detail as I could on the screens, but you still couldn't really see any of the performers very well. And so what I understood of that performance was that Bobby Dale was doing all the dancing (laughs) and that after it was over oh there was Sonny kind of in the background and whether Sonny was actually out during the stage number or not I don't know so when Darmendra was sort of front and center to get a lifetime achievement award you could see Darmendra talking Shah Rukh and Bomanarani and Ritesh Deshmukh off to the side since they were hosting and then Bobby behind Darmendra panting to catch his breath because he's just done you know eight minutes of dancing and then there was Sonny behind him just sort of standing there smiling playing
pleasantly, but I had no sense of why he was there. I don't even think he spoke. I'm not sure if Bobby spoke either, but at least he had danced. So I I think that that also was a wasted opportunity <laughs> that they could have had them do, I don't know, some dialogues or do interview each other or tell some fun, funny family stories or tell what it was like to work on Yamla Pagla Devana or their or Apne together. So that also seemed kind of like a, a dud. There was all this talk about how it was the first time all three deal men would be on stage at the same time together, but it didn't amount to much as far as I could tell. It was really cool to see Darmendra in person, uh, just like Nitu saying it was, you know, someone I never really thought I would get to see in person. And just, you know, he spoke mostly in Hindi, so I didn't catch all of what he said, but he too seemed really pleased to be there. And, uh, you know, they were talking about how he's been acting for 50 years, and that's that's quite amazing. You know, he had on stage almost as much charisma as you see him have on screen, and that's saying a lot, because I can't imagine it's really easy to go up there on that IFA stage and come up with something nice to say when you're being given an award like that. It was it was really cool. Amrita asked me if there were any funny moments. I suspect that some of the comedy happening on the stage was funny. If my Hindi were better, I might have been able to tell. I'm also quite sure a lot of the comedy was not funny based on what I could understand. A couple of the little comedy bits that they did, I really liked. There was a moment where Bowman and Ritesh talked about this new item number that was coming out called Ruby, which was, of course, a little bit of a mix of Sheila and Muni and then some other stuff thrown in. And they were dancing around in orange skirts and feather boas. And then they demanded that Arjun Rumpal come up on stage and dance to Ruby with them. So he did for a little bit. And then he went out into the audience and sat on Karan Johar's lap and made Karan come up and dance around a little bit. And that was actually quite funny because I've never seen Karan Johar as a performer other than as the host of Coffee with Karan. So, you know, he did it. He got up there and he kind of protested for a little bit. And then he, you know, got his dancing shoes on and did a little dance. And I, you know, I don't know if this was scripted or not. It didn't seem it to me, but I was really impressed that he was willing to get up there and do that because the person he then chose to follow him to dance to Ruby was Shilpa Shetty, who uh, really didn't do very much at all. It took her a long time to get into it, and then what, what she did was sort of uncreative, I thought. But yeah, watching Karin Johar dance around in a pink feather boa, I think it was pink, it may have been green, was very satisfying. And of course, if you know, if you like to gossip and play with stereotypes, that's going to add a little bit of fuel to your fire. It's pretty funny. Um, and I, you know, if he ever does come out of the closet, that clip, I think, is going to need to accompany that story on the news. There were also some little vignettes that Bowman and Ritesh had pre-recorded of films as though they had been made by different directors. So what if Lagan had been directed by Sanjay Leela Bansali? What if Shole had been directed by Rajkumar Harani? Things like that. There were four of them. They were all put together. I think that that would have been better if they had been scattered throughout. But the Lagan one in particular was funny, I thought, because it had, you know, um, Dev Das as one of the cricketers, the bat, the pitch, and, you know, kind of around the pitch were all covered with blue scrolling vines. So it was just a, it was just kind of funny making fun of his visual style in a way that I thought was pretty hilarious. And again, if I spoke Hindi better, I'm sure I would have liked it even more. Kind of along the lines of funny moments, there were a couple of real what the frack moments for me. One of them was that bicycle that Shah Rukh Khan came out on. 
Um, but the other two happened towards the end of the show when they were presenting the big awards for Best Actor and Best Actress. And accompanying the Bollywood stars who came out to present those were two people from Hollywood that I would never have expected to see. The first was Hilary Swank. I have no idea what Hilary Swank was doing in Toronto, if she's filming a movie there, or maybe she's filming a movie about India. She didn't really seem to understand exactly what the IFAs were, and I can't blame her for that. I hardly understand what the IFAs are myself. But she seemed fairly confused, although trying to retain dignity as much as possible, and she did a good job, I would have to say. And then to present Best Actress was Pipasha Basu, accompanied by Cuba Gooding Jr., who, like Hilary Swank, is an Oscar-winning performer. But I haven't seen him in years, and I, I mean, as little as I can understand why Hilary Swank was there, he seems like an even more random choice from Hollywood. And he couldn't stop talking about how great Pipasha looked and making James Brown noises, you know, Oh, girl looks fine and stuff like that. I I don't know what that was about at all. I'll end this podcast with a short tale of the perils of celebrity as they played out at IFA. A couple weeks before the IFAs, there was an announcement of a nightclub party being hosted by Vivek Oberoi and friends. Now, I have a lot of questions about that. First of all, why is Vivek Oberoi hosting a nightclub event in Toronto? Who's going to go to this thing? And who are the and friends who are tagging along with Vivek Oberoi and who are willing to be called and friends of Vivek Oberoi? So the whole setup sounded pretty hilarious to me. And I was trying to imagine what that would be like. That's about the last thing in the world that I would ever go to, even if you paid me. But especially since I would have to pay to go, there was no way I was going to go to that and actually the blogger filming girl did go to that and so you can read her post to see what it was like but then maybe a week or so I think before the awards that event got taken over by Shah Rukh Khan so it got moved to a different venue it was at a hotel instead of at a nightclub and it became this sort of meet and greet or at least say hello to Shah Rukh Khan kind of thing so poor Vivek Oberoi and friends got overshadowed by the most popular actor in all of Hindi cinema. And I just felt kind of bad for them here. They had tried to set up this, you know, kind of glamorous, very cool nightclub event. And it just got turned into something that to my mind seems like the complete opposite of what they were trying to do. It was kind of like being almost a cool kid and then really the king of the cool kids decides that he's going to have a party instead and everyone goes to that one. I heard from a friend in Toronto uh, whose boyfriend was trying to get downtown that night that the, the traffic and the lines of people outside the hotel where that event was held made you, you couldn't navigate that part of the city at all, that there were screaming fans everywhere. <laughs> Which makes me more, even more glad that I didn't go. But yeah, if you want to know more about that event or some of the other IFA ones, uh, some of the other bloggers who were at IFAs include Catherine of Totally Filmy, Dulce and Namak of the blog of the same name, Filmy Girl of her blog of the same name, and Shelly from Shell's Bollywood World, and Daniel of Bali Spice was also there. I'll put some links in to the post for this, and you can see other people's takes on the IFAs too. This has been a special IFA edition of Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. Thank you for listening.